Welcome back to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You, a weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. I'm Jessica Pfeiffer, and as always, I'm joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey, Dr. Ken. Where have you been? You've been traveling, (laughs) haven't you? I've been traveling. I went to Savannah, Georgia this past week with my Uh, mom and my sister. Everyone says that's the place to be. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. Oh, had some good. great food. Saw a lot of history and um, beautiful oak trees. How about you? I heard uh, you were gone too. Yeah, I'm not complaining. We were in Estes Park, Colorado. And, you know, it's so you and I both are in Texas. And mm-hmm. oh my goodness, are we being punished for something? I don't know. It, what it is does this? feel like <laughs> it oh, does. Goodness. It's September and it's still, I think we just in Houston dropped below 80 degrees at night and we're at the end of September. So we're talking 79, 78 at night is our low. And everybody's so excited. Like, you know, we've won the lottery. <laughs> How sad is <laughs> that? Ridiculous. Excited. But yeah, so we, uh, the main thing, I was worried that you and I wouldn't be back here this morning. And here we are. Here we are. Ready we're to back. Roll. Yes. And, and feel so relaxed and rejuvenated after vacation, right? That's right. I just want to <laughs> go in my room and close the door and stay there. <laughs> well, that's what we're talking about today, Dr. Ken. <laughs> so, huh? <laughs> yes, we had a listener uh, re- request this uh, episode. We had a mom that wrote in and asked about what do we do when our kids are isolating in their room? And yeah. I know kids can, they can isolate Man. kind of anywhere. They can uh, they can put that hoodie over their right, head and put the right. AirPods in. And Bangs the, in her eyes. Yeah, you're, you get the signal you're not welcome into their little world. <laughs> we <So>. are closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about. What, what do we do with our kids? Because it is, uh, I think it's, you know, kind of depends on your kid's temperament. But I think every one of my kids, even the really social, um, warm, welcoming ones have had their moments of isolating, especially yeah. in their room. They close yeah. the door and you worry. Yeah. You well, do. like any topic out. on this, you know, we always want to remind parents that that quote, normal teenage surly and I don't want to be around anybody. There's no reason for that to be the norm. That's part of our culture, a culture that doesn't say to young adults, hey, you're a young adult and you're gaining more and more control of your life. Too often, parents still treat them like children, and that's why they get all surly and so forth. So parents that watch, that listen to this, they already know that. And, you know, so um, there's nothing to be normalized about it uh, as far as constantly surly and shut down. However, I think it's pretty reasonable to think about any young adult, you know, think about if you were living in some other family member's house, you would probably establish a room as your own sovereign space a little bit and need to go to that space just to kind of get yourself together. Uh, And I don't think that's unusual. There's occasionally parents that really are really bothered that why would she go to a room at all? We have the, you know, this great house and all. Well, Again, some of that is not that unusual to just want to spend some time alone in your own room like you would as an adult. I mean, when you were, uh, you know, when you stay with family, don't you? That's different when you have kids, I guess. But you know what I mean? Don't you kind of want to go yeah. to your own space? Yeah. When you've had a long vacation with family or extended family and it's just noisy and everywhere you yeah. go is a conversation. Sometimes you just need a minute to sit in silence. Yeah. You go in, yeah. you shut your door, you take an extra long shower, whatever it is. Yeah. To like, yeah. Yeah. Just well, isolate for a minute. <laughs> I've admitted on this program before that as a grandfather, I have heard several times, 
where did G-Dad go? Because I'm behind a locked door in my bedroom for just <laughs> 10 minutes. Not proud of that. But so, you know, in, in one area, it's not wrong for or not concerning for a kid, a teenager, young adult to spend mm -hmm. time in their own room. However, you know, what I'm sure she's talking about this listener and many others is, yeah, but he's in there all the time, uh, mm -hmm. really just comes home, goes straight to the room, so forth. So in those cases, I think it's important to think about, well, what do you do about that? And first step is what you don't do is just barge right in because, hey, you're a seven-year-old or a 17 makes no difference. I'm just going to treat you the same. Don't do that. This is a young adult, 13, 14, 15, whatever the age is of adolescence. So you want to still give the message, hey, we're trying to leave you alone in this. This is your life and you need to make your own choices. But then also, hopefully, your communication is better now that you've given over some freedoms that you can begin to talk about, you know, why is it that you never want to come out here and see if you can find out some of the reasons for it, uh, other than the most common reason, which is, especially for parents of kids that are not yet teenagers, I think it's great to have a room. Your kids had, they were comfortable rooms, right? And then when they got to be adolescents, you painted them the color yeah. they wanted. Didn't you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think there's a difference between a comfortable place and a media extravaganza place with your own, you know, mini fridge and multiple screens. And this is not good. So mm -hmm. if you're already in that, uh, you know, try to do your best to find uh, ways to, uh, you know, if you need to, you can actually take the stuff out for limited periods of time because you're in trouble for this or that. But if you have a uh, kids that are not yet teenagers don't populate their room with tons of entertaining stuff. The room should be quiet, a good place to sleep. You can, you know, uh, limited whether you can even have a phone in there, but screens and stuff are not good in bedrooms. And that's got to be hard. I mean, do your kids, your kids have several TVs in their rooms, don't they? It's like a multimedia. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. And even my husband and I don't have a TV in our room. We've learned that that is just yeah, we don't the best either. way. Yes. It's not the best way to spend our time. And so we make sure that the TV is in the public place, our living area, and that's it. And nobody gets to have screens in their rooms either. We don't allow until they're yes. when? their senior year of high Thank school. You. Is when we there allow, is a point. Yes. yes when we it's allow not, them no, to have, it's just not yet. Right. So until they're seniors in high school, it's actually when they're 18. So on their 18th birthday, get, they get to start spending time in their room with whatever devices they want that includes it. studying for our kids. Cause we have a place where they can find relative quiet and shut a door and sure. do their laptop homework. But you know, it is hard because their friends don't have the same rules, I you know. know, and uh, they're, they're constantly like, can I take my phone up? That's not fair. If my, all my friends have their phones in the right. room, right. Uh, it's always a constant comparison. So it's hard. Well, and the answer to that, and we, we could probably talk, do a different episode on that. The answer to that isn't, you know, there's just so many quick, comebacks that I would think of, well, why don't you just go live with them or you, know, you don't get to or whatever, you know, the answer is, I'm sorry about that. I, that, I know that makes it harder for you, mm -hmm. but no, you still cannot yet. And I love uh, anytime I hear a parent like you, that they're given like, here's what we do. Here's the structure in our house. You get it at this point. I just think that's good. And it's good for your kids to know that, that, you know, they don't panic of the, they'll never let me, oh, wait, 18. Okay. That's when they, we do it at this house. I think those things are great. I can tell you that the minute we, they turned 18, my two older kids, the minute they turned 18, 
they were in their rooms nonstop. Uh, <laughs> Just like because you were. They had, because they had their phones, yes. they could have their screens, their laptops, they could watch movies till whatever time, who knows? And I uh, just remember going in there and, and just standing at the door and saying, I miss you. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, did, like, didn't you? That's guilt them into it a little bit. Yeah. I, Come on, and then mom. They kind of roll their eyes, you know, like, I think that's been great. so long since I've seen you. you know? <laughs> what do you look but, like? Just send me a photo. <laughs> I think I that's know. great. Yeah, just, just, just snap me so I know, you know. <laughs> it's but I just think hard. that's great. They, yeah, they do. They do immediately. And then it balanced out that, you know, the newness wore off, but it was, it was an immediate change in our home when they could be upstairs with their devices. And how often do these devices come into our conversations about lots of things? Parents need to know, do your best. You're doing your best. This is new stuff and it's just, no one fully knows how to do it. We're still figuring it out. So mm -hmm. definitely don't be hard on yourself when you think, uh oh, she's in there with her phone all the time. I know, I know. Try to dial it back, uh, those kind of things. But so that's one thing you can do is to don't don't make the make. It's great for them if they can have a comfortable room for themselves or to share. But there's no need to have media extravaganza. And then that just leaves. Well, what about the kid that's in there um, all the time? Like just you know, uh, and and I think those there's different reasons for that. That's kind of what we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, and I think as a parent, you start to worry, is something wrong with my kid? You know, they don't want to be with friends. They right. don't want to be with us. They just want to go play music or they just want to sit and be isolated and alone. You start to worry, is there something wrong with them? Are they depressed? Are they right. anxious? I mean, what is going on here? Well, that's that's unhealthy. that's when you get sort of diagnostic, you know, like you might be sneezing, but that doesn't tell you it could be a cold, allergy, whatever. Staying in the room. um, what you might consider too much. Well, that's not great, but what is the cause of it? And you just mentioned at least two different types. There's staying in the room, but still uh, eager to get up and get out. If something I can do with my friends, I just don't want to be around my family. Um, and then there's a different kind, which is staying in the room, which is just now typical because they don't really go and do anything. Well, those are two different things. And mm -hmm. so the kid that stays is isolated in the room and from friends and from any activity that's i wouldn't call that a room problem in other words fighting to get them out of the room isn't actually going to be a huge success you'll just get an angry bitter teenager sitting in the living room you know how they can sit there but i did not bring my soul with me you will not you know mm -hmm. actually you know you can have my carcass so in those cases again with young adults which is what teenagers are i think it's important to begin to uh, respectfully uh, try to communicate something is up. What is this? And teenagers aren't great in, in always telling you what it is that they are feeling. And so, for example, um, being unhappy with the family, uh, I've had many teenagers that just don't like being around where, wherever room their parents are in, they don't want to be there, but they don't feel great about it. They just, they just don't like being there. And so, you don't want to push them for what's the real answer. Why are you in there? They don't always know. But uh, I like your approach of, you know, adding in the conversation, not we're worried about you, but hey, you know, we miss you. It, it's hard for us. And maybe we're just boring people. But, you know, what if we watch this show together? Again, you're not begging them or bribing them to get out, but you are getting at a regular conversation of, um, you know, again, we get it that you want privacy, 
but we don't understand why you're this isolated and we want to do what we can to help you with that. And then like anything else, definitely the, the devices is a huge part of it. You may need to say, look, it's been months now. You still spend all of your time in your room. So we're now switching from phones in your room until X o'clock. We're now saying no phones in room. And I'm so sorry, but you just can't stay in there this whole time. I don't understand why this is happening. Again, you want to be reluctant. You want to be respectful and you want to be communicating, but you are still uh, and not just, you know, make a you what you want to avoid is a control battle. Don't you go in that room. That, OK, I've already told you. And, you know, don't, don't make it a test of can you make me come out of my room because they will win that. You can get their car. Like I said, you can get their carcass out of the room, but their soul will stay back there in the room mm-hmm. and you will feel the food. You know, every parent knows how foolish it is when you've trying to win some battle you can't win. And that kid has the way of showing you that, yeah, you're winning, but you're not winning anything, are you? You know, so mm-hmm. so that's, you know, it's really important to think about what is the reason for them being back there. A kid that's back there for sovereignty. Fine. A kid that's back there for sovereignty and I don't really like being around you. Well, that's something to talk about, but a mm-hmm. kid that's back there for sovereignty and doesn't do anything at all, except what he or she has to go to class, come straight back. That's not a room problem. That's something much bigger like depression. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know kids, and I mentioned this at the beginning, kids often will, you know, do things that are really uh, isolated, even in public places where they pull up yeah. their hoodie over their head. You know, yeah. they, they have their AirPods in, they will isolate even sitting at the dinner table, that sort of thing. What do we do? I mean, do we just say, Hey kid, take those AirPods out, take your hoodie off, you know, whatever it is. I mean, how, how much control do I have in this situation? Yeah. Well, again, you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of making sure you've done the first step, which is trying your best to communicate that uh, we are uh, not seeking to control everything in your life. And there's the look, you have these freedoms, that freedom, whatever, which should make it a little bit. It won't make it great, but it should make it easier to say, I already told you at dinner, no hoods up, nothing in your ears. And I, I think, again, when it comes to devices, I think uh, I I've mentioned this a long time ago. I heard this in from uh, a counselor in California years ago that they were you, know, you come to the house, everything goes, all your phones go into this basket. They, you don't walk around in the house with the phone. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, when I was 10 or 15, you couldn't put that phone in your pocket. It was hanging on the wall. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's not absurd to think about, no, you, you don't have it with you all the time. So at the very least, everyone puts their phone, you know, in this bag um, in the living room before we go to dinner when, or sit at dinner. We're not going to do that mm-hmm. uh, and have that. So, again, those are never pleasant. Uh, but it should be more tolerable if you're making as much as you can out of trying to demonstrate uh, you can see that we're trying to leave you alone. This thing you're doing is um, not good for our family. If you're angry about something, we want to hear about it. But we're not going to just sit here and say you 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 know do whatever you want and kind of hide in front of us. There are reasons for them doing that. And it's not unreasonable to say nobody gets a, a device at the table. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a good conversation because I know that there are parents that are struggling with 
you know, how much do I say? Am I, how much am I allowed to tell them, you know, especially as they get older and you think, well, this is more and more in their court, how they want to re- you know, respond to our relationship. And even, you know, as much as I want my kids to be close um, to me and to their siblings and all of our family, I don't get to choose that for them. You know, that's especially right. as they're older, 17, 18 years old, you know, they're nearly out of the house. And that's starts, right. You start to worry, you know, as a mom is, are they ever going to come around or want I know family again, you know, so I'm glad that we covered this conversation. And I know that there are some listeners that will benefit quite a bit from this. Thanks, Dr. Ken. Thank you for listening today. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com. If you enjoy this podcast, would you mind leaving us a review? This is how others find our podcast.